0: Hi, you're listening to How to Rob a Bank. I'm Zoe. I'm Bea, and we're both maths graduates
1: still trying to find X. So, I want to start by giving you a couple of sounds, three sounds, and I want you to vote on which sound you like the most. (laughs) That's a weird
0: request, but (laughs) okay.
1: Yeah, you'll see why it makes sense in a bit. Um, and since you sound so ready, I will play you the first sound now. Okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, here's the second one. it all good, all good okay and this is the final one
0: so do you want me to rank them or did you say vote i just want you to vote for the one that you like the best i like number two the seagull
1: okay fair enough if you had to rank them how would you rank them
0: I'd go for the sea noises first, then the bird one, and then the alarm one last.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so basically, I gave this to an imaginary 100 people, and it turns out that 20% of the people, they don't really like birds. They don't like seagulls either. In fact, they hate birds so much that they would rather vote for the disgusting alarm sound. (laughs) And 14% of people are psychopaths who voted for the (laughs) alarm anyway. So that kind of puts it to just over a third. 34% of people have voted for the alarm. And um, the rest of the people are just like you, except the vote is split halfway between the sea sounds and the bird sounds. So who wins? So 34% of people preferred the alarm sound they voted for that and then the rest of people were split halfway between the other two so so who wins apparently the the alarm sound what the hell (laughs) yeah by like one percent even though everyone just hated that right no but but yeah the alarm won um and that is basically our our voting system you can have unpopular people win
0: because we just pick for one does that make sense I think it does. I guess in that sense, then we should try and tactically vote rather than vote for who we want. Yes, maybe. Maybe you should tactically vote. That's
1: that's one example. But then what if everybody is sort of fighting between who they should tactically vote for? Oh. How do you get people to unite in hate? I think people are more united in hate than they are in terms of like who they <laughs> truly really like.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because the previous US election, it was just a vote between who they hated less (laughs) pretty much (coughs) (laughs) pretty much but the other thing is is
1: that the voting system in general this sort of idea that you only vote for one person just sucks um it doesn't take into consideration preferences so if you could rank them then this would help massively
0: but then a ranking system surely would make the whole system a lot more complicated
1: um okay so it would um it depends how you deal with the ranking system in australia they they would rank these sounds for example and then say that the least amount of votes was the bird sound then their second choice would get chosen and then that would get bumped up and so all of those people would then go for the c sounds and um then the c
0: sounds would win over the alarm sound so are you saying it should be like a tournament between all the contestants.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it can be a tournament kind of thing. I guess a tournament is often like you 1v1 someone loads.
0: In one of our recent posts, um, I think you said that- Condorcet's paradox. Yes.
1: Yes, the, uh, so it's quite a surprising result in voting. Yeah. So if I told you that five is greater than two and that two is greater than one, and assuming that you don't have no other information about what's greater than what, and I asked you, is five greater than one? what would you say?
0: I'd say yes.
1: Yeah, it's not a trick question. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, Condorcet's paradox is that if voters generally prefer candidate A to candidate B and they prefer candidate B to candidate C, it's not necessary that they prefer A to C, that you can actually have a situation where they prefer C to A. Um, and that happens when you have more than one voter and more than two candidates. If you have only one voter or just two candidates, there's no issue. So in this case is is this when the the tournament thing breaks down or Yes, yeah, exactly. Unless you have a clear winner where more than 50% of people prefer one candidate to everyone else. You don't have a winner who wins every single time when they 1v1 everyone. That's called a Condorcet winner. Yeah. When they're 1v1ing everyone and they win every single time. But yeah, in voting it it's a, it's a really strong condition. Most of the time you you won't have someone that can just be better or more liked than everybody else in such an obvious way yeah so obviously in our voting system we just vote for one person in fact we don't even get to vote for the top dog prime minister because we have a monarchy so we just vote for whoever is going to be our mp in our constituency and then it gets decided later but in other countries they do it differently like in australia you don't have to vote tactically because you can just vote for who you want in France, they have a system where they look at if anybody did get more than 50% of votes. And if they did, then that's great. But if they didn't, then they just pick the top two candidates and then get everybody to do a second round of voting. And then they pick one of those two mm. top candidates. So again, your, your vote isn't really being sort of quote, unquote wasted. But do you think, do, do you think that other systems are better? Would you prefer for our
0: voting system to be different wait can you remind me what the the australian voting system is again
1: so that's called preferential voting or alternative voting basically whoever gets the least amount of votes is out of the quote-unquote race and all of the people that voted for them as their top choice their second choice now gets dragged to the top in a way so say you have apples bananas and oranges if oranges are really really unpopular then every and say most people who voted for oranges actually voted for bananas then that would be their next choice considered and then so on and so forth until you until you get to the last I one. feel
0: like that process would take a really long time. Does it not take a, take a long time for the Australians to work out who, who wins the, the election? in that way
1: it's definitely longer than it does for us although i mean the us nevada are taking so long so you might as well have a good voting system if you're (laughs) going to take this long um that is true so i don't i don't know it 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 definitely does take longer and and in fact you bring up a good point um what defines a good voting system is it something because you can have a really strategic a really complicated really well thought out mathematical voting system but if it takes so long to calculate then we need a president today, not in not in yeah. a year.
0: I, I think I think a good voting system is one where everyone understands how their vote counts towards the system. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's important for, for voters to, to know how their vote will be counted in the election. So for example, in the UK, voting for whoever you want may not result in what you want. Um, for example, me voting for a small party doesn't mean that they'll win. I'm better off voting for one of the bigger parties into getting an out- a preferred outcome, if that makes sense.
1: So th- so I guess, so you're, you're basically talking about strategic voting and everybody in the UK knows that voting strategically is gonna be better if you hate a candidate. So if you really don't want one candidate to, to win, the alarm clock sound or, or oranges or whatever, then you you would vote for
0: someone so that they yeah, don't win. the but- French system works quite well, I guess, because um in the first vote, everyone will be able to choose who they prefer. Then we can see which candidates are the most popular. Yeah. And then from then, people can then recast their votes to choose the better of the two.
1: It does work well but I would still vote strategically just so that my vote is counted for the top two, if that makes sense, because you still have that risk of that
0: it's not. Yeah, I understand that. But I feel like in that sort of system, you're not less likely, but there's more of an incentive for you to try and vote for who you want. Whereas in the UK, I feel like I just have to vote tactically. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) Okay, so you said that people should know how their vote counts and and I, I agree with you, but do you think that people should know how their vote counts more than having a system which counts people's votes? Should we not have a system where people can vote for who they truly want and then their other preferences are also taken into consideration, <laughs> yeah, which is more important? Because I, I actually think it's more important that people's votes are counted um, with regards to their preferences than it is for everybody to just understand exactly how the voting system works.
0: In that sense, I agree with you, because there will always be people who who don't understand the exact voting system, so I I definitely think it's more important to have a voting system which counts people's votes, as you say, rather than making people understand how the voting system works.
1: I mean, my question was very leading, so apologies for that, (laughs) but... um. (laughs) Because we understand the voting system in the UK, because it's very easy to understand. You just vote for for, for one person, right? That's it. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's complicated later on, but like the, the initial step of who you vote for is not that hard to understand. But because we understand that, we're more likely to make choices that we don't actually want to make. So
0: that's why yeah. I, I kind of wish that we had a different system. I feel like this is probably the easiest system for people generally to understand how their vote counts yeah which i think is really important and i think it's also very important that people understand how to vote in a simplistic way because chances are with a more complicated voting system people will be more likely to accidentally void their vote
1: oh okay yep yep so oh i don't know it's a balancing act yes yeah okay fair enough fair enough So we can't really talk about the mass of voting without discussing Arrow's impossibility theorem. Great, and this this is where our two listeners go down to one. And, uh, <laughs> and just, no, it's actually really interesting.
0: Um, have you heard of it before? Um, I think I think you've mentioned it to me before. I think there's three parts to it. Yes, yeah, there are. Do you remember any? No. <laughs> it's
1: not a death. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So, this dude called Arrow, who won a Nobel Prize in economics, came up with these three axioms that he thought that every ranked voting system should fulfil. So, the first one is unanimity. 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 <laughs> I think you're saying it right. Okay. So... If everyone prefers apples to oranges, then the voting system should also prefer apples to oranges. Not groundbreaking, but it is a very important one. Yeah. And, and then the second one is no dictators. So if it's a democracy, there shouldn't be one person whose vote counts way more than the others or one deciding vote. Like if they decide this, then yes. that, yeah. that's what happens. And the last one is basically no tactical voting so um in the fruit example so you have a bunch of different fruits um and say everyone prefers apples to oranges again if suddenly you throw in some pears, then people won't suddenly prefer oranges to apples that there is this independence um of irrelevant alternative that that's the phrase independence of irrelevant alternatives but it's kind of a long phrase so basically people don't vote tactically is mm-hmm. is it and um how many voting systems in the world do you think actually managed to fulfil all three of these?
0: Well, first of all, I know the answer to this. And you said impossible earlier, so the answer is none. <laughs> <laughs> sure luck. <laughs> yeah,
1: none, none. I was, yeah. And that's why the matter of voting is a really interesting topic, because... Yeah, none. It's none. And this is only for ranked systems. Um, if you have systems where you don't rank them, you just independently vote. So you could tick multiple boxes for ones that you want and leave the ones that you don't want blank because they're all independent. Then this doesn't apply. Um, That's
0: an interesting voting system, though, if if you just tick all the boxes of the parties that you want.
1: Yeah, I prefer that. Oh, would you? Yeah, because it's... Well, I mean, it, firstly, it, it's not it's better than what we have now but then again that's not hard um (laughs) and I mean I'm not sure if that specific one fulfills arrow's theorem it might I I would need to fact check that but um there are other ones where you you put a one a zero or a minus one to every party and the one means yeah this is cool zero means neutral minus one is nope I, I would prefer that as well something like
0: that oh okay
1: I know people would be like, oh, but then if I only want one party and my vote counts less, than this other person who's happy with anyone except for that party. But honestly, um, I think (laughs) it takes into consideration more than just one thing. And you don't have to vote tactically. That's the main problem with the vast majority of voting systems. That's why it doesn't fulfil these three criteria. People have a tendency to vote tactically.
0: On the topic of tactical voting, we asked people on our Instagram, whether they strategically voted or if they voted for who they want. And the results are really close. We had 48% of people choose strategic voting and 52% of people who said they voted for who they want. Obviously, this is not like a good representative survey because it's just a small Instagram poll. <laughs> um, but some of the answers are quite interesting. Yeah. For example... Somebody said, I vote tactically because our voting system in the UK is poo emoji. Yep, yeah. can agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that then, wasn't one of us, by the way. No. That was someone else. <laughs> we just have, I just happen to agree. Um, somebody said, because the reality is different from the facts. And that is very true. Are they saying
1: that even though they want someone else, realistically speaking, you've got to do what's best for the situation? Yeah. So you vote strategically? Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: and then along the same theme, this person says, if you vote for who you want, chances are you waste your vote. And I completely understand that, especially for if you want to vote for like smaller parties. Uh, OK, yep, yep. On the other side of the argument, we've got people saying in quotes, we need not wait to see what others do. Vote for the change that you want to see. I
1: love this. Even though I'm a strategic voter or whatever, I really like this.
0: Yeah, I really like it too. And because of that, in like the um small election things that don't matter, I do vote for who I want. <laughs> Just See, not in general election.
1: What you're basically saying to this person is, yeah, I totally agree when it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> but I can't just waste my vote Like I, I completely agree with the person who said um, If you vote for who you are You'll waste your vote Which is why I vote for who I want In the small <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well okay so it depends We're, we're assuming that people Always want to vote for like Fringe parties So yeah, you know, But that's not true Some people actually happen to be in a constituency Where actually the person They wanted to vote is winning So it's like yeah cool Although on that same point if you're in a if you're in a place and like 80% of people vote for who you want to win then are you wasting your vote by voting for that same person or or should you protest vote like you know because some people will say that's also a wasted vote because you're just like if you didn't vote it wouldn't matter wait what if you're in a place and you know 80% of people vote for apples and 20% of people vote for something else and you also really like apples but you know I mean not everything is amazing about apples like sometimes you just want a little bit of citrus in your life so you know why don't you just vote for oranges just because you know that the 80% is gonna it's gonna win so if you want your vote to sort of quote-unquote count then you might as well just vote for some citrus I,
0: I disagree with that okay vote vote for apples vote for what you want because ultimately that's what you want and then because you're part of the majority you've made a point that the majority of people want apples yeah like just that much yeah because yeah. If, if you're voting otherwise and making a point then you're not really making a point are you? <laughs>
1: someone said they liked first past the post voting because it splits the opposition. Which I found quite funny. Um, and that works if you are with the opposition or whatever the opposition yeah. means, or like, but if you're with the majority and, and you're like, yeah, no.
0: Somebody said um, in one of the responses, not smart enough to do it strategically. Wasn't she a doctor?
1: <laughs> you're
0: just going to call her <laughs> out. <laughs> she, she, she is smart she enough. Is. To,
1: she knows who she is. Okay, <laughs> maybe we should phrase the question more clearly. So instead of strategic voting, Maybe we should have explained exactly what strategic voting means, meaning that, you know. You vote for who not you who 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 not who, thou hatest you. the least of them. <laughs> some yeah, something like that. Maybe that's why we didn't explain it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe.
0: Um, but yeah, no. Um was there anything else? Um I really like this one. I look for a common ground and then see which one outweighs the other in usefulness. Mm, yeah. So I guess that's tactical voting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> this one's great. Because I don't care about anyone else, and only going to vote if the person helps me.
1: So this is very much who I want to vote for, right? yeah so if everybody starts voting strategically nobody's voting strategically like if we are all just sitting around being like oh my god who should i vote for you know who what are you gonna do i'll go if you go i
0: think i think strategic voting only makes sense if you know that the party that you want to vote for will not make it to the top
1: does that make sense Yeah, yeah yeah, that does make sense i was gonna say if the party that you dislike if there's like three candidates it's getting between a third and a half in first past the post that might be the highest number any party gets. So basically, between 1 over N and a half, then you would need to think about strategic voting. But, but
0: how do you know it will be 1 over N and a half? You don't! That's why it's so confusing. Yeah. That's
1: why there isn't a right answer. Nobody can say. Yeah, exactly. Because what if, what if more people vote strategically than we think? I read somewhere um, that 80% of people identify as strategic voters. Oh. Yeah. You can be 73% sure that that statistic is correct. <laughs> Um, what? I'd, what? I'll link in the show notes the um, the place where we got that from. To be fair, strategic voting is its own topic that we could discuss again in, in like the next time. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you have too
0: many people strategically voting, then
1: yeah, like, what is going on? So yeah, you you need the base level
0: of people who actually do vote for who they okay. want. Okay. Wow, interesting. I thought I was in the minority of, for strategic voting. Well, that changes everything. I'm gonna vote for who I want next time. <laughs> Back in 2016, we had a Brexit vote, right? Yeah. And the results were really close. It was 52% Brexit and 48% remain. Yeah, yeah. And you have a problem with it, apparently, because it rained that day.
1: Okay, no, okay, so I'm not saying I have a problem with it. I'm just saying, it. yeah, it rained that day. So, okay, I don't want to be seen as, like, some Ramona. And, okay, (sighs) basically... Okay, well, you just exposed me like that, didn't you? <laughs> like, wow. Okay, well, okay. Firstly, 5248 is a valid complaint. It's not very statistically um, significant. Yes, that's the one. Because it's only the percentage of voters. Um, and you can make an argument that we should err on the side of the status quo when it's that close. I'm not making that argument. But because it rained that day and fewer people went out to vote, I would not disagree with that argument. Um, but what I would say is that it's an annoying referendum because it's very black and white. There's no grey area. I think there are two... I, I can think of two ways that the Brexit referendum could have been improved. And the only reason they didn't think about it very deeply is because they didn't think that the, the public would choose to leave. Um, what, what are the two ways you think that could have improved it? One of them is instead of having two options, having three options and you rank the options. So what's the third option? So remain is the first one. And then the second one is leave no matter what, like just get out, like just leave no deal. And then the third one is leave, but with a good deal or or phrase in such a way like leave with the Norway deal. Obviously no one would have negotiated by then, but or just some sort of like, I want to leave, but I would rather remain than leave completely without any deal uh. that would allow people to share their preference that they want to leave but they don't want to leave that badly and so many people claimed that they protest voted people said that it would be better economically blah 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 blah, blah but it, it would be best to rank those preferences this is just this is just a suggestion that, that, that i'm making and then Nigel Farage type people might have ranked leave with a nice deal and then put leave no deal and then put remain but a lot of people might have put um leave with a good deal quote unquote good deal then remain and then leave with no deal and then the sentiment around it would have made more sense Uh... have you ever not voted yeah before i was 16 (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Okay, I mean, like (laughs) once you're 18 and you were eligible to vote, have you ever just like been like, I can't really be bothered?
0: I voted in every general election, every big voting thing that I needed to (laughs) voice my opinion. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Have you have you missed a vote? You haven't, have you? Uh, maybe.
1: (laughs) Okay, basically, I was living in Spain because I was on oh, my you're abroad um, I <laughs> gap- hate saying that because I'm just oh, yeah, exactly I don't want to be that gap year person <laughs> and I foolishly wrote when I was trying to sign up registering to vote that I was like abroad and then they were like what's your national insurance number and who even knows that and then I guess I do I, I know wrong. that
0: what you're supposed to know your national insurance number come on beer.
1: i had an amazing way of remembering it but i obviously misremembered it so uh (laughs) it's great man but i I can't explain it because obviously then i just tell you what it is uh (laughs) and i can't do that so i screwed myself up that way and then anyway they gave me so much paperwork to fill in to then re-fix the whole thing and i was like i don't even know which constituency i'm trying to vote in I hate paperwork more than I hate the government. And then I just decided I, d- I don't want to do this. Bah! And then, um, yeah.
0: I understand you. I recently had to... I, I think I asked you, yeah, because I was asking you about the nationality thing. Oh, yeah. I think I filled it in wrong back <laughs> <laughs> I thought everybody knows the national insurance number you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you... I mean, <laughs> back in the day, right, um, people used to get cards with their national insurance number printed on so they can keep it handy in their wallet and then when it came to us the 96ers they just decided to send us a piece of paper with our number on how inconvenient yeah I, I have a failing memory but for some reason I can remember my national insurance number I think that's the
1: only thing you can remember though because any <laughs> anytime I tell you anything you forget so I know.
0: <laughs> do you think 16 year olds should be allowed to vote oh i i don't think it's an age thing i think it's more of a maturity level thing yeah sure 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 there are some 16 year olds who know the the whole system so well and they know what's best yeah but then there are also 16 year olds who don't have a clue what they're doing and they're just voting because everybody else is voting and they're voting for what what their family and friends are voting for
1: yeah so it's not it's it's unlikely to change very much in the grand scheme of things if they just vote for whatever their friends and family vote for. Do you think it's unlikely to change? I think the voter turnout for sixteen-year-olds would be quite low, um, just based on how low it is for for eighteen-year-olds.
0: But it's but it's not just sixteen-year-olds. It's seventeen-year-olds 16, too. 17. But yeah, no, okay, fine, sixteen <laughs> and seventeen-year-olds. I just think it would be. A- I mean, I mean, there's probably people in their forties who don't understand the voting system. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, there's no way to to like know if they understand it or not. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, some people say that you should have a test before you vote, I those sorts of things. Like, the harder you make it for people to vote, and this goes back to what you said about how it should be easy to understand. Like The harder you make it, the, the fewer people will actually come out and vote or, or want to try and engage in that democratic process. So. Not
0: even just that, but also, even if there are people who want to vote but don't understand it, if their vote gets voided by accident, like there could be loads of people who who accidentally void their vote then the results aren't representative of what the nation wants do you get me I,
1: yeah I know what you mean there'd be an added level of complexity yeah no yeah I understand I understand that so what do you think is going to be the future of voting or what would you
0: like to see in the future I'd like to see a tournament you know all the parties just battle it out <laughs> no, um... bring back the gladiators. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, do you think it should be electronic? I think it's going to go that way. I hope it to go that
0: way. Oh, really? Yeah. People think electronic voting is not a trustworthy system.
1: And it goes back to the point that you made earlier that one of the most important things is that people understand how their vote works and how their vote makes sense. Yeah. People have been doing lots of work on the future of voting, and in the research that I did for this episode, I found that it's not finding a sophisticated voting method It's just finding a sophisticated voting method that doesn't take a really long time because you want it to calculate in polynomial time and not np time Mm.
0: could you please explain
1: what np is
0: so np stands for non-deterministic polynomial time Mm -hmm. right that's a mouthful (laughs) so like an np hard problem means that you can't solve the problem in in polynomial time wow that's really mathematical
1: If you have like 10,000 votes, it can take a
0: year to figure out who wins. An NP-hard problem is a problem where you can't find a method to solve it directly. So, for example, Minesweeper is an NP-complete problem in that there's no optimal way to to solve the Minesweeper problem just like that. Okay. For the maths people, for example, the the travelling salesman problem, I think it's an NP-hard problem. To summarize, the traveling salesman problem is um, a problem where you want to find the the best route to minimize, for example, time. And there's there's no direct algorithm that can give you a good answer to to find a good route. Does that make any sense? That's a really good explanation.
1: I think that does make a lot of sense. So, so there's um do you know who charles dodgson is no so do you know who lewis carroll is vaguely (laughs) yeah so it's the same dude um (laughs) he he has a pen name the alice in wonderland writer he he he's actually a mathematician um what yeah i know uh really smart dude man um And he created a voting system that was based on that idea of the Condorcet winner, which is the 1v1 winner. If one candidate can just beat every other candidate, given a voter preference, then they win. Um, And you very rarely find this. But um, he had this idea of a voting system where, because you can hardly ever find this, the fewest number of swaps in preferences that you would have to make to find a Condorcet winner is the one who wins. Okay, let me explain this with an example. If that, if you're a bit lost, because I think I'm really lost. (laughs) Okay, so he came up with a method where say you have apples, oranges and bananas, everybody ranks oranges, apples, bananas, peaches, pears, whatever. And uh, if there's one clear winner, like everyone just massively prefers apples, that's fine. But Normally you won't have that. Normally, you'll, you know, the more fruits that you have, the less likely it is that you'll have a majority. So, if you just switched, for example, two people's votes, such that instead of preferring apples to oranges, they now prefer oranges to apples, and actually now oranges wins, then that would be the winner. And equally, if you if you could only switch three people's votes from uh, oranges and pairs as such that pairs are preferred to oranges then pairs wins but because three is more than two the few you want the fewest number of switches that you can make to get the winner who won v ones oh of the- okay does that make
0: any sense yeah i'd question the ethics of that though <gasps> interesting interesting like is it right to to switch those people's votes um but mathematically, I think that's a that's a brilliant idea.
1: Yeah, yeah. He came up with it because, and um, when he was at university, he, I think he lost something. He lost like a voting thing, and he was so frustrated about it. He figured out that actually the system was wrong, and then he came up with the system. Um, and this but, is the guy who wrote Alice in Wonderland. Yes, yeah. He was a mathematician. The hell? Yeah, that's actually his main thing. He was like a a, a logician. I don't know. He was a lot
0: of things. He was a very cool guy. Why does he have a pen name? I don't know, man. I don't know. Just reveal yourself as a mathematician and a great author. <laughs> so I was going to say maybe this kind of voting thing is in place on purpose in favour of...
1: Mm-hmm. First past the post
0: voting. Yeah.
1: In favour of not
0: a rogue third party. Yeah. Um, But... I don't think the government are smart enough to work that out, given that they couldn't even work Excel properly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you mean they couldn't work Excel properly?
0: Well, the track and trace system just didn't work because their Excel spreadsheet had filled up.
1: Oh, my God, for the, the... coronavirus? Yeah. Oh, my God, that's so funny.
0: Wait, uh... did you not hear the news about it? No, I know. not It's didn't so know. stupid. Like, like... Their database system was an old version of Excel. Oh my gosh. That had like a, I think it was, I can't remember the, the limit of rows, but it was smaller than than the latest version by a lot. Um, and because it filled up, like loads of people's positive coronavirus tests weren't recorded on the system. So like the positive results came out <sighs> way lower than it should have been. Oh. Because... Somebody decided it was a good idea to use Excel as a database. Wow. Oh my I know, gosh. right? And oh my God, the other day, somebody said, um, these people get paid loads. They get paid £7,000 a day. What?
1: For, for, no. a, for a track and
0: trace system in Excel. That doesn't even work. I could do something that doesn't work. Right? What? I could be paid £7,000 to make a slightly better database. Yeah, definitely. Much better.
1: Back yourself. (laughs) Um, I disagree with you when you said that the government don't realise that. I think they do realise that. I think they realise that the voting system benefits them because they are a majority. Um, And I want another referendum on our voting system. Although we had one in 2011 and people wanted to stay with the current voting system.
0: I'm going to continue to disagree with you because some people in the government aren't the brightest. (laughs) <laughs> i'll just leave it there
1: <laughs> on that note um i think we can we can finish
0: we can finish this so i think the key message here is tactically vote but also don't tactically
1: vote that's a great message that's a, that's actually <laughs> exactly that's actually presidential or, or prime ministerial Zoe, because that's kind of the guidance that boris gave about go outside stay inside eat out to help you know so <laughs> i think i think that's great yes
0: i'm one step closer to being a politician <laughs>